Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pop That Corn. It has been a while since you've heard from me because I did take a little week hiatus, meaning it's been two weeks since you've heard from me, but that's okay. Maybe three. I don't know. Either way, I'm back. Um, and I came back with one of my favorite movies, so I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. First things first, um, this week has been crazy. Most of my listeners, I'm sure, in San Diego and know me personally, so wow, has the wind been wild. Um, <laughs> other than that, I've been chilling. I've been trying to relax as much as I can. Um, mentally, things are still crazy for everyone, so just stay safe, be smart, and now it's time to kick back and listen to a little recap of When Harry Met Sally. When Harry Met Sally came out in 1989. It's rated R. It's an hour and 36 minutes long. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 91%. Budget was $16 million. The box office was $92.8 million. And to hit you up front with your first pop fact... The name of the movie was actually disliked by a lot of people. <laughs> uh, well, I guess a lot of higher-up people in the process of the movie. Um, so Nora, actually, the screenplay, did not like the name, um, but it wasn't her doing to pick it. They actually gave it up to the cast and crew as like a poll contest kind of thing, and whoever won won a nice bottle of bubbly. And um, there was actually another name that I that I read that I liked, which was um, Harry, this is Sally. I thought that's kind of cute. Um, but when Harry met Sally is the winner, and honestly, I think it's a pretty classic, so I'm really glad that they went with that one. It stars Meg Ryan, Billy Crystal, Carrie Fisher, Bruno Kirby, and a couple others, but those are our main actors. It was directed by Rob Reiner, and handing me over to our handy-dandy Google machine for a nice summary of the movie... <clears throat> in 1977, college graduates Harry Burns and Sally Albright share a contentious car ride from Chicago to New York, during which they argue about whether men and women can ever truly be strictly platonic friends. Ten years later, Harry and Sally meet again at a bookstore and in the company of their respective best friends, Jess and Marie, attempt to stay friends without sex becoming an issue between them. Does it work? Well, you'll have to watch the movie and see. Um, so, thank you, Google, once again. And by the way, um, there is a bunch of wind outside. If you hear, like, random rattling and stuff, that's just the gutter to my house being hit with ferocious winds. It's been keeping me up all night, so, you know, I'll just deal with it the way I do, which is push through. Um, <laughs> so, right off the bat, the setup of the movie is, um, you know, Harry and Sally, they're going on a car ride together. They don't really know each other, but uh, they have a mutual friend, so they're going to New York together. And on this trip, um, we learn a lot about who they are as individuals. The setup for their characters is your typical guy and your typical girl. They're very different. Um, for example, Harry is has a dark side. He's more cynical. He's very blunt, um, kind of upfront, and what is considered low maintenance. Sally, however, is happy and a little naive, very type A, which is also high maintenance. Now, on their car ride together, um, you know, in the cars, it's the comedic timing is so perfect um, for what they're talking about. I mean, with Harry and the grapes and, you know, even Billy Crystal made it a point. He was like, he, when, when he was designing, the, uh, not designing the character, but like 
embracing the character, wanted to make Harry just totally obnoxious from the start. So he spits the grapes into the window and he just overly chews them. And it's just, ugh, it's very obnoxious. Um, which, you know, is what he wanted. He got his point across. And then they talk about death and how um, Harry, you know, spends hours and days thinking about death. And, you know, so I was like, that doesn't make you deep or anything. I'm just a happy person. Really does a good job of, right out the bat, two separate people. Harry's dressed in, like, dark dingy. Sally did her hair and she looks all good. You know, it's just, it's very well played. Let me put it that way. Um, so they get to this restaurant for the first pit stop and we can see more of her type A personality coming out. Sally has to order. She needs everything the way she wants it. Um, unfortunately, I, I kind of identify with that. <laughs> I'm just the kind of person who always will ask for extra strawberries and whipped cream on her pancakes. Call me high maintenance if you will, but it's delicious. Um, and then Harry's much more upfront. He kind of looks at her and very blatantly just is like, you're attractive. And she freaks out. Oh my God, you're dating my friend. How are you coming on to me? And Harry's like, no, I'm, I can just say you're attractive without like coming on to you. So their setup is, you know, but then on the other side, Sally's like, well, you can be friends with, you know, men and women can be friends, no problem. And then Harry's like, no, 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 no. And what I find funny is that Sally is the one who's saying, you know, men and women can be friends, but then gets all upset when Harry compliments her. I mean, if you men and women can truly be friends, then why would she be upset that Harry compliments her? It's just a compliment. It doesn't mean anything. And I'm pretty sure you just heard that weird noise in the background. That was the gutter. Um, <laughs> so then they get back in the car and that's when, you know, that's when they start talking about men and women can't be friends. Um, ironically, they each separately in, um, identify with their characters. So Meg Ryan has said, you know, no, I think men and women can be friends. I have plenty of platonic men friends. While Billy Crystal on the other side says, you know, I don't really think so. I think um, I'm more, op he says he's more optimistic than his character is, but that he has girlfriends, but not like best, best girlfriends. Um, I think it's just so that is an age old question. You know, I mean, can men and women really be just friends? That's always a controversy. It's in all the plot lines ever, you know? Um, so I will leave that up to you to decide. I'm not going to dictate what you think or not, but I would love to hear what you think. So if you're a fan of this movie and you know, this is a question that you feel strongly about, feel free to reach out Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Uh, you can reach me. Let me know what your opinions are if men and women can really be just friends. So the car ride kind of concludes their first meeting. Uh, they decide, well, I guess we're not going to be friends because men and women can't be friends. So a couple years later, um, this is their second meeting now and they're at the airport. Sally is there with her current boyfriend. Harry's there catching a flight. Harry doesn't really recognize her. Sally does. Um, Sally's seeing this guy. They say they love um, he blah, 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 blah. sorry he tells her that he loves her for the first time um goes in the airplane she's all smiling ladies actually anyone we've all been there before when you first tell the other person that you love them and your heart's just fluttering that's exactly where she's at and then er here comes harry with his take on things harry ends up sitting next to her for the airplane right they kind of start talking about how life is going um turns out he's getting married and Sally's very shocked by this, especially from their last meeting. She remembers being very pessimistic. And so she even says, that's so optimistic of you. I love the line where she just looks at him like, who is she? Like, she's so just like, who ended up, first of all, who would date you? Second of all, who would you date? Like, who would you actually date? You know, um, 
I really liked their chemistry. I think that's a great, the way that they play off of each other. And, you know, it's known that Billy Crystal likes to improvise. A lot of, honestly, a lot of actors do in that comedic uh, genre. But, uh, you know, for example, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn in the last movie we talked about, The Internship. Um, so I like that Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal, as actors, can play off of each other like that and be in their characters' moments and really um, able to just, I don't know, make it seem realistic, especially for two people who hate each other, mm, are iffy about each other, like each other, are now friends, and then fall in love. The storyline, it's very sweet. Um, and it's, it's actually pointed out by, uh, I think it was the director and the screenplay, that they were not sure if the movie's going to be a hit because it is just about two people talking. Like, really, if you think about it, the movie is just about these two people and, like, you know, now they fall in love, but it's different. Like, it's in blips, it's in scenes, it's in moments in their lives, and it's not really a storyline, it's just kind of watching something happen. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. It made sense to me when I was reading it, but bottom line is they chose great actors to be able to take just words, just people talking, and turn it into something that you can connect to. That was a really big tangent, sorry, but thanks for following along. Um, So, that's their second meeting. They're still not friends. Fast forward five years later, and we're introduced to um, Sally's friends at a table, and our queen, Carrie Fisher, is there. Um, R.I.P. Love her. She is, plays Marie, who is Sally's best friend. Excuse me. And um, I always quote this, so I don't know if you're around me and you hear me say this, but whenever I go, you're right, you're right, I know you're right. That's me quoting this movie. In fact, a lot of what I say is from this movie. So I hopefully, um, I hopefully, hopefully now you're catching up and, and, and realizing how my brain thinks because all it does is think in movie quotes. So Carrie Fisher, aka Marie, Marie has this organized book of men. She's like, Sally, you're single now. Uh, let's get you going. She pulls it out. She's got the, um, the dog-eared Ben for if they're married or not and it's just so funny because it's the way that the women are talking is you know oh we have to be married you know even if you die you know at least you could say you were married and it's just like what um meanwhile the boys are at a baseball game and Jess and Harry are talking about how Harry's gonna get a divorce he's talking about how he found out he's talking about Mr. Zero knowing before he did and all this stuff meanwhile they're doing the wave it's a wonderful display of the differences of how men and women process things. <laughs> we have the women at a nice brunch together, having kind of a heart-to-heart -heart about, um, you know, your clock ticking and boys are the focus and moving on and all this, while the men are just casually doing the wave at a baseball game while discussing his divorce. <laughs> uh, so it definitely is just one of those differences that this movie points out. So now we know that Sally is single and Harry is single and they're at a bookstore. Marie leans over and she's like, you know, hey, someone's staring at you from personal growth. And it turns out to be Harry. And um, this is now their third meeting um, in which they become friends finally. So Harry walks over and they um, kind of reintroduce each other. Uh, Marie, main wingman just heads out like peace y'all have fun um so now it's just the two of them and they end up going to a little cafe and talking about uh, their relationships because now they're both single so they are kind of sharing what happened um more sally sharing than uh harry but we kind of see that sally is not 
as strong as she presents herself to be. She's talking to Harry, it's, uh, saying things like, I'm fine, I'm really over him, I am. Almost like she's convincing herself by telling Harry, um, like hearing it out loud is somehow actually gonna make her feel that way. Harry points this out saying, wow, you sound really healthy. And <laughs> Sally's like, yep, yep, I sound healthy. Hint, hint, I'm not. Um, however, they still enjoy their lunch. They start walking in the park together. They're sharing some stories and now they're friends. So we kind of get into this um, period where we see them spending more and more time together. For example, they have the Casablanca scene where they're watching a movie apart but together and they're sharing their outlooks on um, the movie and the characters and high maintenance versus low maintenance and that's when Sally gets called out because she is very high maintenance but thinks she's low maintenance. We see uh, them sitting in a restaurant together and Sally is ordering very particular um, meal while the waiter looks over at Harry and Harry just kind of smiles like, sorry. <laughs> um, we see her being a little OCD because she's very type A uh, with the mail, checking every single letter before putting it into the mailbox. <laughs> and then Harry grabs all the mail and throws it in there and Sally double checks anyways. Uh, sorry, I love this movie. So... They go through this little montage of their friends now. Um, they even talk about their sex dreams. So Harry has one where he's making love in front of Olympic judges. One of them is actually his mom in disguise. They all give him a great score and stuff, except for his mom who gives him a bad score. Um, Sally's is very weird. She has one from when she's 12 years old that's been repeating um, where this faceless man just walks in and rips off her clothes. And that's it. Um, the only thing she varies is the outfit that she's wearing. So you gotta give her props for that. And speaking of outfits, Sally's wardrobe is awesome. Her hair, the makeup, the outfits, A plus to the whoever to help to do that. Um, moving a little forward in the story, Sally and Harry both go on dates. Um, this is because Sally had a date already, finally told Harry about it and encouraged him to get out there. Well, both of them went horrible um and they both deal with it differently for example sally's like well you know we might be well to we enjoy being with someone and then enjoy going to bed with someone and harry's like oh no i i went to bed with her <laughs> um so just another little difference in the men and women of how you know men and women quote unquote think um or how they act with relationships now we get introduced a little bit more um to jess who is harry's best friend when they're in the batting cage and Jess just does not understand this re this relationship, this friendship. He's like, I don't get it. She's attractive. You like talking to her. You're not dating her. You just don't want to be happy. And Harry's like, no, it's actually nice. I can't have a woman friend. And, you know, we actually see his mindset change where he's now being more comfortable with having a woman friend. He doesn't want to have sex with her. He talks to her about whatever he wants to talk about, talks about other women to her. So the relationship that they have is like going well. Um, but everyone around them is kind of like, okay, but why aren't you dating? And that's an issue because if people's mottos or, or their beliefs are, if you're that good of friends, why aren't you dating? Then no, men and women can't be friends because once you get to a certain level of friendship, then you might as well be dating. That's what causes the jealousy in people's relationships. Um, that's what Harry said earlier about the significant other not knowing why you have to be friends with him. The whole movie goes into this big question and then the answer at the end is no, because Harry and Sally are friends and then they end up together, so... It's kind of irrelevant, but anyways, skipping forward to the best scene, the most iconic scene, the restaurant scene. 
This is when Sally and Harry are eating and talking about their sex lives. Harry thinks a woman has never faked an orgasm with him. Women are, um, Sally's like, women fake it all the time. Men say it's never happened to them. You do the math. It's definitely happened to you. And Harry claims that it's never happened and that he would know if it happened. So Sally does what she does best as a woman and she takes one for the team and she fakes a full-on orgasm in the restaurant. I mean, it's so good that even Harry's like, are you, are you okay? Like, he, he thinks something's wrong with her. Everyone starts staring. He realizes what's happening. Um, she finally, quote-unquote, finishes and just goes right back to eating. Well, pop fact number four for you. The director's mom is actually the one who says, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> um, so she gets to make a little cameo in there, which was probably very awkward, especially um, I read that, you know, Rob Reiner had to kind of... Uh, Navig no, guide where Sally took the scene and, and how to fake it and, you know, everything like that. So I'm sure that was a very awkward scene to film in front of his mom, but you got to do what you got to do. Um, so now we see it's Christmas time. They're picking out a tree together. And now it's New Year's Eve and they're dancing together. And now we kind of see them fall in love a little bit. They're slow dancing, they're cheek to cheek. Each of them have this like face where they're like, oh my God, what's happening? What am I feeling? Well, you know, butterflies are happening. They're... And then it's starting to count down. They need some fresh air. Harry says, let's go outside. They do. It's New Year's. People are kissing. They do a really awkward like kiss peck kind of thing. Um, that's their first kiss. And nothing really comes out of it. Uh, that's kind of just it. They hug, they move on. Um, now it gets a little interesting because they're at the point in their friendship where they kind of are, I think, feeling it for each other and, um, but they don't want to feel that way. So what do they do? Pair them up with a friend. So Harry is going to be paired up with Marie. Jess is going to be paired up with Sally. Um, neither of them is really looking forward to meeting the other person. And it just so happens that they pair up a better the opposite way so during the dinner it's clear that sally and jess are just not compatible and marie and harry aren't doing so hot either by the end of the night marie's like sally i wanna you know how do you feel about it can i can i call jess and then jess is like well hey harry do you mind if i call marie and both of them are like yeah just don't do it tonight you know the other one is feeling sad what do they do they do it tonight so marie and jess hop in a cab together that's it off to the races perfect couple as jess and marie's relationship starts to progress um Harry and Sally are going to get them, like, a moving-in gift, and they go to this, like, I don't know, gadget store kind of thing. They have a karaoke machine, and Harry starts singing with Sally, um, from Oklahoma, and next, oh, which, by the way, here's a little fun fact for you, too, um, <laughs> which I didn't, this is just for my own knowledge. At Disneyland Main Street, they actually play the Surrey with a French on top, like, instrumental song, so... There's just a little bit of Jorah's random knowledge from her own brain. Um, they're at karaoke. They're singing Oklahoma. And then who do they run into? Helen. With horrid hair. Helen with horrid hair. Um, <laughs> Helen walks over. This is Harry's ex-wife. And um, this really sends him spiraling. During this whole awkward interaction, Sir with the French Hall Cop just keeps playing. Um, and... It really just, you know, leaves Harry in a bad place. Um, they go straight over to 
Marie and Jess's house and unfortunately they're arguing over this coffee table and that reminds Harry of him and Helen and then Harry goes all berserk and yells and storms out and Sally has to clean up the mess. So Sally apologizes. She says, you know, we just ran into Helen. Um, they go outside and we see their first fight. Really, it is their first fight. Harry's just showing all this emotion and just so um, unable to control it while Sally's standing back more reserved and able to control, to control her emotions. But either way, they're just clashing. And Harry even points it out. All you do, you're never happy. And um, you're never happy, sorry. You're always happy. You never show any sadness over Joe. How come he doesn't see that? And Sally blows up and says, what? So because I don't, you know, screw everyone in New York, I'm not, I'm not happy. I mean, you know, all, that's all you've done and you're still not happy. They really call each other out. It's definitely a, a more of a relationship building moment. You, know, you always need, I just cracked my knuckles. Sorry. <laughs> you always need that first fight. Um, and then it, kind of moves on again into the next blip of their life. Um, now they're both dating somebody else. They're playing Pictionary at Jess and Marie's house. Everything is fine. However, it's not fine because Harry is asking about Sally's boyfriend. Sally is asking about Harry's girlfriend. They're both kind of talking shit, throwing a little shade. And it's just so obvious that they want to be together, but they just won't do it. Well, flash forward a little bit, not really clear how long. So honestly, not sure if like they cheated a little bit on each other's like on their significant others at that point in time it's not really clear if that happened um i feel like it did like the timeline's really close and um basically joe's getting married sally's ex and it finally hits her we finally see the vulnerability whoa let me try that again vulnerable vulnerability she's vulnerable and um so she calls Harry over. He comes to comfort her. Um, you know, she's crying. She's overwhelmed. She's going like kind of in a pre-midlife crisis. You know, she's like, I'm going to be 40. And Harry's like, dude, you, you got eight years left. Like, chill. Um, and then it happens. And unfortunately, this is the way it happens. But Harry and Sally finally have sex. Now, as it is shown previously, Harry says as soon as the guy and girl have sex and they cuddle the guy's thinking how long do I have to hold her until I leave is 30 seconds too enough Sally does I mean this is t and Sally's like you know he's like how long do you want to be held all night right somewhere between 30 seconds and all night is your problem this is what happens here they have sex he's got this look on his face he's so uncomfortable and Sally's in this dream world of oh I just had sex with this guy and it's so great and oh my god and she goes to get water and she's in the kitchen. She kind of thinks about it, but she smiles. So she's okay with it. But then he's acting weird. The whole thing is just awkward. In the morning, Harry almost does what he would typically do, which is get up and leave early. However, he handles it slightly differently. He gives her a kiss on the cheek. He makes dinner plans with her later. <clears throat> Sorry. Let me get some water. And I'm back. Sorry. Thanks. Basically, it's awkward. So... <laughs> Next scene is that they both call their best friends and it is the telephone scene as I call it. Obviously why? Um, pop fact number five for you because I'm just nailing it in with them pop facts this episode. It took about 62 takes just for the four way, phone way, four way telephone call. Um, which makes sense. I mean, you know, I was in theater and we had to do some scenes. I think it's one it was called Do you Smell Smoke where it was like six six lines all basically the same lines all about smoke 
and like 11 different times it was like seven pages and you had to like time it and switch the intentions and the subtext and what was happening in the scene and I mean that was just with two people doing that with four people and and three cameras and, and having to time that correctly must have been super difficult however it was worth it because it's one of the funnest and coolest timing scenes I think I've seen in like Whenever I'm watching movies, this scene is very cool and always sticks with me. Um, the subtext is, I think, that Sally actually likes Harry and is glad that it happened finally, but doesn't know how he feels. Harry, not sure that he liked it. I mean, he liked it, but not sure how he feels about her. So he's kind of like, I need to stop this before it goes anywhere else. We're just friends. Um, and then they go to dinner that night. And this is where we actually are confirmed Sally wanted more because Sally says, it was a mistake. Harry says, I'm so relieved. Sally's like, oh. And she has this face of like, man, I really wanted you to say it wasn't a mistake because I, I do, I did like it. And I think that's where the, 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 how would you, the nail just really, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. I don't know what I was going to say there. Um, but that's really where the point is driven in that Sally is there and Harry's just not there yet with her. Um. And that causes their friendship to kind of dissolve for a little bit. So after it happens, you know, it is sometime timing line. Timeline is still not clear because it's not really marked. But now it's Jess's and Marie's turn to get married. And um, Sally's there and Sally's just like, I mean, they haven't talked in a while. They don't even know, you know, who's the other person's dating. For example, Sally asks Marie while she's trying on dresses, you know, who's he dating? What does she look like? Is he bringing anyone? So clearly it's been a while since they've talked. Um... Oh, actually, it is. It's been three weeks. They say that in that scene. Sorry. Um, it's been three weeks since they've talked. And Sally's just not having it. Harry's trying to make light of it. He's trying to move past it. Harry, Sally's like, go away. Um, she seems to be holding herself together. Then she kind of gets angry. She finally tells him to fuck you, you know, slaps him in the face. Way to go, Sally. Standing up for herself. Really a changing character there. But nothing is resolved regarding this. And it sucks because we see how much Harry does like her, he just won't admit it to herself, um, to himself. So fast forward again, um, you know, we're going through Christmas time and now she's picking out a tree alone ex rather than with Harry. He's calling her nonstop, leaving her voicemails of him singing songs and acting out different voices. And I mean, he's just, he, he's so desperate. And he won't just admit it yet that the reason why he's desperate is because he loves her. Well, Sally's handling it much better than he is. And um, it gets to be New Year's Eve. And New Year's... Blah, 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 blah. There goes the gutter again. Sorry. New Year's Eve is here. Sally's at the party. She's not happy. She's like, why did I come here? I can't believe you dragged me to this thing. What am I doing? And Harry's alone at his house. He's trying to be happy, but he's not. He goes for a walk and... This is the sweetest crap ever, which is where he finally realizes, I love her. What am I doing? And he starts walking and then he starts running and then he's sprinting and he is just on his way to this party and Sally is about to leave and he has no idea that she's about, he just knows where she is and he has to see her and he finally gets there and Sally's like, mother, all you do is make me love you. So they confront each other. Sally is like, really trying hard to not let herself get hurt again. Um, Harry's really fighting to be like, I'm not going to hurt you again. He says, I love you. She's like, I'm leaving. 
and Harry rings it in with this wonderful speech about love and he ends it with, when you realize that you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Pop fact number six, question mark. Billy Crystal freaking improvised that. Your little lovey-dovey dog, he did that all on his own. Mwah, chef kiss beautiful. So Sally, of course, is like, God damn it, Harry, I love you. I hate you, but I love you. And that's all in the subtext. She just says, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, which really means is I love you, I love you, I love you. And um, then it flashes to their little couple moment finally, and they're sharing how they fell in love and, you know, just how the other couples did previously. And for your final pop fact, I will just land it in with the romance that the little interviews that they do with each couple in between are actual couples stories. So the, they are actors, um, but they're retelling real stories that the director and screenplay interviewed older couples about and how they fell in love. So the stuff that you're hearing, although it's by actors, that shit is real and love is real. So you better be ready for Valentine's Day. In order to wrap it up, let's go back to my, my list that I talked about earlier of men and women and how the differences were shown in the movie. So I just have a couple. Uh, some of them are kind of self-explanatory, so I didn't include them. Um, but let's go with number one. Men and women, can they be friends? Men are like, no, because I want to have sex with everything that walks. Obviously, I'm being dramatic. Please don't get offended. Um, <laughs> and then women are like, oh, yes, we can be friends. You know, that's perfectly okay. But then it's always in the movies. It's always the best friend guy who ends up with the girl, right? So mm, you got to ask yourself the question, can men and women actually be friends? Number two, how they handle breakups. It's always a joke that uh, women are really bad at first and then get hot and men are really good at first and then fall down. <laughs> and that's kind of what happens. The next point being uh, maintenance levels. So men are just like, oh, I'm so low maintenance and I love a low maintenance girl. Oh, shut up. Okay, whatever. Anyways, women are like high maintenance and, you know, they always need all this special attention. To be fair, Sally is super high maintenance, but I know some very low maintenance girls. I also know some very high maintenance men. It goes both ways. Number four, they touch on... Uh, Sex again, obviously, is a big one, but for example, Harry goes on a bad date but still sleeps with the girl. Sally goes on a bad date, doesn't sleep with the guy, so it kind of, kind of touches on their sexual habits there. I think those are different now. Obviously, the movie was in uh, 1989, so sexual tendencies were a little bit more um, typical, I guess, which, you know, this movie is the typical guy and the typical girl, so that makes sense. Um, the last one, I think, is actually the way that they fall in love. So for example, I think women um, are shown or displayed more as they fall in love faster than the men man does, which is why Sally knows that she loves Harry before Harry knows that he loves Sally. That is it. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I really hope you enjoyed that movie. It's, like I said, one of my favorites. And I think next week I'll keep it on the Valentine's theme. I'm going to hit you with my, like, this movie and the movie I'm going to do are next week are, like, top tier. They teeter back and forth on which is my favorite. Um, the one I'm going to do next week has a special place in my heart. We'll get to that later, though. Uh, for now, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm sorry about the noises in the background today. Not much I can do about that. Uh, but at least I'm getting you an episode this week. Once again, as always, you can 
rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts because that really helps me out the best way possible to spread and help me get out there is to give me them five-star reviews. So please, 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 please give me a good review. Also, you can find me on Instagram at popthatcornpodcast, Twitter at popthatcornpod, and Facebook at popthatcornpodcast. You can also email me for whatever reason at popthatcornpodcast at gmail.com. Movie recommendation, movies, opinion, um, ones that you, things that you like, things that you didn't like, whatever you want to tell me, let me know. You know how to reach me. But for now, have a wonderful week and stay poppin'.